0: Hey guys, thanks for stopping by Mortgage Guide Podcast. Today we're talking about the four pieces of the mortgage puzzle. Basically, how to get pre-approved for a mortgage, what lenders are looking for, and um, just bare bone basics. Just bare bones basics, talking about what you need to do to prepare, uh, what to expect when getting pre-approved to buy a house. Let's take a look. This and every episode of the Mortgage Guide Podcast is brought to you by balanceprocess.com where we bring balance to the home buying process. Get pre-approved at balanceprocess.com and find out how to get approved for even the most unique circumstances on a portfolio loan. The four pieces of the mortgage puzzle. So buying a home is easy. Well, if you take a minute to listen to this, you might be in a little bit better position in terms of understanding how to qualify and and, uh, putting everything together for yourself. So getting a mortgage is really a matter of helping the lender put together the pieces of your financial puzzle. Many times, it can get what feels like overly complicated in this world of increased government regulation and lending guidelines. But it can be a lot less complicated if you do a little preparation and have realistic expectations. So, what are the four pieces of the mortgage puzzle? You have credit, income, assets, and property. If one piece doesn't fit, your puzzle isn't complete, and you probably won't get approved. So let's take a look at those items one piece at a time. First, credit. Your credit scores and your credit history are looked at thoroughly. Each score will be verified from the three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. If you only have two scores that show up, that's okay, but your lower score is going to be the one that's going to be used to qualify. If you have three scores, ideally you want to have a middle score in the mid to high 700 range. Now, that doesn't mean you have to. You can be as low as 500 in some scenarios, but the key is to try to keep the scores reasonably high in order to help yourself qualify for the best mortgage products. Anything below 680 can make things a little bit more complicated than what you may be looking for. Um, The other factor that your credit report helps with is determining your monthly debt in comparison to your monthly income, or debt to income ratio. Again, the goal is to keep things simple here. When considering the history shown on your credit report, it's best to have three to four established trade lines that you've been paying on for 24 months or more. A trade line is any obligation you're required to pay on a monthly basis that's reported to the credit bureaus. Things like credit cards, student loans that aren't deferred, car loans, personal bank loans, and mortgages would be simple trade lines to verify and use. Cell phone bills or car insurance payments are an example of debts that are not typically on a credit report and generally would not be used as traditional credit. Next piece, income. Having a two year consecutive and verifiable income stream will help keep things simple for you. You want to have two years tax returns, two years W-2s, and 30 days worth of recent pay stubs from your current employer. These items are asked for so that you have the opportunity to show stability and consistency in your income. If you're on a base salary or hourly, full-time, that will definitely help minimize bumps in the road. Keep in mind that if you receive overtime, bonus, or commission pay, it needs to be verifiable to show history and consistency. If you changed employers in the same line of work within the last 24 months, be prepared to provide proof of that employment. If you're self-employed, Or receive other types of income be prepared to show a consistent history 24 months and likelihood that it will continue next piece assets there are many options when considering how much you should be putting down to buy your home every situation is different and unique you'll need funds for down payment property taxes homeowners insurance and closing costs Having at least two full months bank statements with all pages would be something to expect to provide. If you have retirement funds or other liquid assets in a brokerage account that you'll be using, then you'll need to provide a most recent quarterly statement and a recent activity statement on that account to show proof of funds available. You'll need to show proof that you've transferred those funds to your bank account prior to closing. Be prepared to provide a paper trail for everything. If there are any deposits in your accounts that you don't have a legitimate paper trail for, then you will find yourself in a difficult position as far as an approval is concerned. So like selling your favorite baseball card collection for cash to someone you met on Craigslist might be tough to prove. For gifts... And grants and that type of things, these are feasible. Um, it just, it's going to require uh, some, some legwork in terms of paper trail. Next piece, property. So the home that you're purchasing is the collateral that's being used to secure the financing. Your lender will need to get an appraisal done to get an opinion of what the fair market value is in relation to the agreed upon purchase price that you and the seller came to terms with. If the appraised value comes in high, congratulations, you technically have instant equity. But the lender will still use the purchase price as the value for qualifying purposes. If the appraisal comes in low, you and the seller will need to renegotiate the price or you'll need to bring the difference to the table. The lender will also ask for any repairs noted by the appraiser to be fixed and re-inspected prior to closing. In most cases, you'd insist that the current owner completes those repairs because you don't own the home yet. The lender doesn't require a general inspection to be completed, but it's usually recommended. This would be a licensed inspector you would hire to, to tell you what you're getting yourself into regarding condition. They'll put together a detailed report including foundation issues, ventilation problems, and other things that the appraiser wouldn't necessarily notate. So, pretty simple, four pieces. Any of the pieces are off, good luck. Now, keep in mind that there are unique products available. Um, If you don't meet one of the four pieces of the puzzle, or if they don't quite fit within normal lending guidelines, a portfolio loan might be the best option for you. So a few tips to end with. Your willingness to provide all items asked for by your lender in a timely manner is helpful to minimize the length of time it takes to close on the home. Use a realtor when buying or selling a home. They're going to save you time and money. And remember, all the pieces of the puzzle have to fit. Even if you make 100 grand a year and you're buying a $50,000 home and you have no debt, you still need to have acceptable credit to obtain financing. Like I said, there are unique products out there. The goal here is to keep things simple for you. Thank you for listening. I hope that was helpful. I know it was super basic. Next time on the Mortgage Guide Podcast, we're going to be going over five odd things that don't show on your credit report. Thanks so much, guys. Look forward to seeing you soon. Talk to you later.